Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and... Uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other, and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. That these fellas will get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we put them back in their houses for 10 years. Welcome to the GER on a Thursday. Connor and Conan are here with me in studio. And one place to start, lads, is to give out about the Dublin County final. It's lousy. But picked on the bank holiday Monday, fixed on the bank holiday Monday. So not only do you have to wait all year for your county final, you have to wait across a whole bank holiday weekend. You have to take a day's annual leave. Someone replied back to me on Twitter yesterday, well, you can go out and celebrate and not take the day off. Or that, you've never won a county final, <laughs> if that's the kind of talk you were talking about. You absolutely will be taking the day off. And some people might take two or three days off, depending on, is it their first, second, third county final? I just think it's lousy. And traditionally, it's always been fixed on the Monday. Sunday. But like I mean they need to change that. Like the hurling final is on this Sunday. So why is the football final the following weekend on the Monday? Is it so just to kind of make sure all the St. Jude's Kulshi fans are back up in <laughs> Dublin on the Monday night after the back all the weekend? But it, I think it's very, very unfair on players and I don't see any reason why it's not. Some people are saying to me that the Dublin City Marathon's on Sunday. That's why it's not on Sunday. But the Dublin City Marathon is always on the Monday the same day they fix the county final so that's that doesn't add up do you know what I mean yeah. so unfair on players um, as far as I'm concerned is it something to do with TV by any chance I just remember last sure. year it was on uh, Ballymun Vincent's last year wasn't it was on the Monday and like that was on Air Sport though Air Sport have yeah, gone missing yeah, for, Air, Air, <laughs> for Air Sport if you can hear us can you I'm please a, respond to our requests for a viewer it was like for a viewer it was brilliant I remember it was a heavy enough bank holiday weekend and then you know fear is coming in on the Monday evening just something to settle you into you know looking back to going to work on the Tuesday see the Dublin County Final is great oh great for, if, great for, great for us not from Dublin watching yeah. on telly but yeah. like I mean you have to stand that's, away and say that's yeah. we're not the most important people in this it's yeah. the players that are putting on the show that's completely not fair I mean like it's uh, to, as you said like if, if you're going to celebrate it correctly if you're going to celebrate it probably you probably take a couple of days off so as well as having to take you know well you don't have to take the Monday off because you have the bank holiday but like your your entire week you know it, it shouldn't be a thing that you have to plan for advance to take days a number of days leave off it's not fair on the players and they're probably looking to, looking at going into Leinster then quickly you know soon enough after yeah. that as well so for a number of reasons it's not exactly fair I don't, I don't think so I think when the, you have the natural Monday off 
why make a player take an annual leave day that's what would annoy me about it and that's not even taken into consideration the long wait um, there's a Limerick Intermediate Football Championship final on the Tuesday that's even crueler yeah. that's even worse <laughs> at least that's more midweek so you can sort of you know you can get back into the swing of things and it's yeah. you know, it feels like it's the middle of the week so it's not as bad but is it that far out past the weekend that you might say oh, I might go out to Thursday night at the bank that's not till next week it's not a final so you won't need to book an annual leave day anyway the next day I, ho- I hope you wouldn't anyway after winning just a, a Tuesday night match but I always say, like, I hate games on Sunday anyway because you're waiting all weekend everything's put off to play on the Sunday but no, yeah. this is just an other day oh it's tough like, it's great for us to so we'll sit down and watch it did you see the Sligo Sligo mess last night no semi-final the hurling game started at 9.14pm it was scheduled to start at 9pm <laughs> Right. It was a double header of the semi-finals uh, at 7.30pm. Well, that's not the biggest drama. It's 14 minutes late. Yeah. Well, Jesus. The game going no, extra time. Start, no, that's not the, the drama isn't 14 minutes late. The drama is that it started at 9.14pm. That started at 9.14pm. And it ended at 25 to 11. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, jeez, I don't know. I don't know how that Sligo hurling semi-final passed me by, Conan. Just <laughs> 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 right, we'll get into these down suspensions, right? Because we talked about this enough and we know what happened. Down Patrick and Bally Holland, um, disgrace scene so the down county board have fairly come down harder than now this is as as severe a punishment as I've seen like it's as bad a fight as I've ever seen and the punishment to match it so that both clubs have been excluded from next year's county football championship they've had fines imposed and a number of their players have been banned for lengthy periods um it's further understood that all adult teams have been banned, which includes the reserves. Oh. Whoa. What a, what, like, what a statement this is to be made. But then, in the last line, I said, I saw both clubs have the option to appeal. <laughs> sure, we don't know. Like, I mean, this, this sends out a great message. This is fine. Neither club is going to accept that in the current cu- climate. They're going to say, absolutely not. What can we get off this? Um, and there'll be appeals, and we have to wait. Like, this really means nothing at yeah. the moment and the word everybody loves most in the GA is precedent so mm. they'll look back and be like well this hasn't happened before for any yeah. of this so I I think they'll get away with it and listen you know you can there's a lot of great GA people and especially you know the managers and stuff are putting a lot of work in and, you know so it's good for them that they might get back in but it, this is what we wanted though we wanted a statement we wanted, we wanted it, somebody yeah. to come mm. down hard and maybe what will happen off the back is I think they'll get away with it after an appeal but maybe they'll put in a rule now if you do this you're going to get chucked well, they'll, the get, they'll get away with it because there will be some legal there will be some legal technicality the referee won't have signed yeah, exactly. his report or something yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that boils my blood yeah, yeah, that's oh yeah, but that's what's going to happen I'd love to say they'd set a precedent as well but if they're going to get off at it it's not they're not going to say oh well look at all these other clubs they did this it's because there's going to be some technicality that doesn't allow them to inflict such a punishment like I agree I think it's the way to go um, I think this is the, the way to solve Malise like this when you whatever about like you know dishing out individual suspensions left right and centre when you when your club is punished to this degree as you said like the reserve to all adult teams that's that's massive so when you serve out a punishment to this degree that makes individuals think and it makes the club think about the message they put out there absolutely you know what I mean so um, as I said I, I think it's the way to go but unfortunately that last line is crucial it can be and will be appealed and I don't expect it to stand yeah I think you definitely think twice if this was the punishments that were being handed out like I mean you see a fella getting into a row you might go look I'll leave them added a bit like yeah. we were suggesting here like the ice hockey just let them fight mm. no point in anybody getting into it and like I mean absolutely all my career report leash we never got into free-for-alls like that because if two le- fellas started like that number one one of our lads would go down 
and try and get him sent off and number two another fellow will come in and completely try to separate him no one had ever come in and throw another box that's the problem like that's obviously what inflames the whole thing when the third fellow comes in and there is rules there for the third fellow to get sent off but I suppose when they all leave the field like that one I hope they accept it I hope they, they're banned from the championship next next year I really do both teams because it's uh, it's deserved the leash suspension we talked about this as well so Cameras hurler Daryl Dooley who um who hit Ross King with the butt of the hurl. Um, he's been banned for two two games. Um, so he was done for a Category 3 offence. So John O'Brien, who's the referee, um, he issued a yellow card to Dooley during the match and he said that was for the two wild pulls that he didn't see the, the butt of the hurl into the into the mouth so the, the CCCC were able to rule on it because obviously if the referee deals with something that's the end of yeah. it but when the referee said he didn't see that part he was given the yellows for the wild pulls they were able to give him a charge him with a category 3 offence which is striking with the hurley either with force or causing injury or attempting to strike with the hurley with force so like I mean the Leach County Board they gave the ban for what they you know that's all really they could do so like I mean that's kind of been dealt with now I would have liked to seen a ban or two handed out for the video or the pictures that were doing the rounds on social media and on WhatsApp like I mean I thought that brought the game into disrepute I would like to have seen the Leach County Board come down hard on those players but I'm not sure if there's a really rule in the rule book I think we may maybe try to modernise those rules a little bit and so have some social media WhatsApp uh, kind of maybe rules in there but anyways phone was hacked <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought they would have brought that in after Bally Ragged last year, but <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Joel? It was Jolie Lescott, wasn't it? Who put a picture of his really fancy car yeah. and said, it, yeah. it, it, "Was did he say it happened in his pocket or something?" He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ever since then, though, like I, I'm a Villa fan, so I hated Julian Lescott when he did that. But ever since, there's sometimes I'd be going to tweet something and it's just your last picture on your phone. Like, ah, How the hell have I gotten here? Yeah, really. If someone sends me a message, it wakes my screen. I know I can change it, but I just haven't. Yeah. And so sometimes when they send me a message, it wakes the screen, and then there's stuff. All sorts happening. I'd be getting that fixed, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing to hide, will you? <laughs> Some of the pictures you send me, Colin, we don't want those going out there. Uh, right, so the April for clubs, we mentioned this on Monday's show, right? And I didn't really have the facts and the figures, but I knew that an awful lot of counties um, have gone late on theirs. So this is a piece from the Irish Examiner, and it says 15 county football championships are running later than they did in 2017, right? That's 15 running later now. Not running at the same 15. So this is after the National League being pushed into the bloody seven weeks or se- is it seven games in nine weeks yeah. then you've got your April for club and you've got your championship and then you've your All-Ireland final brought forward three weeks. So this isn't making a posy bit of difference and we said that. Mm. We said the April for clubs is not a solution. We said that. Um, nobody listening. Here, here's the proof of it. So the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship had, been with, w- w- had, be, had gone down to eight counties and we were talking about this during the year. So on July the 8th, we were down to the Super 8s. So counties have had since July the 8th to run off their championships and all, out of all the teams that were out, so there's eight left, so you do your maths there fairly quickly, there's 34 teams, in the, so 26 um, teams. Out of those 26 teams, only Mead, Sligo, Waterford, Westmead and Wexford will have... Um, their championships finished earlier than was the case last year like I mean that's just out absolutely reckless so what are these counties doing and this is always the question again keep saying on this podcast the problem with 
the GEA at the moment is county boards they're stuck in the dark ages they're not professional and there are a lot of people running county boards are not fit to run businesses they don't run them in their private lives so how do they expect to run them in a GEA sense when it is a business now it's absolutely a business so in Ulster Antrim, Derry, Donegal and Tyrone club players did not play their opening championship game until uh, September so like I mean they're saying we're starting in September I don't know why Antrim or Derry would say we're starting in September Leash start at the start of August and that's not being disrespectful to the county team but they're pretty sure that they're not going to be in at the start of August that's Super 8 time and if they are in the Super 8 you know I think club footballers will understand look it's going to be put back a little so what are Antrim Derry doing Donegal and Tyrone you say fair enough because at least they're giving their club players a starting date and there's a good chance they'll be in the Super 8s and it gives you a week or two after it Monaghan Armagh Championships didn't throw in until August 25th 26th can forgive Monaghan for that maybe not Armagh because they're not going to be in the Super 8 so Armagh will have lost out from July the 8th until August the 25th that's six weeks they're losing out on what are they doing in that time you'd have to ask maybe finishing their league in Mayo club players were had no championship between April the 8th and August the 25th we know Mayo played a, a round very early in April and then forgot about it and then started back on August 25th and that's despite the county team being out of the championship on June the 30th so Connor, what the hell were you doing between June the 30th and August the 25th Arrogance uh, yeah Arrogance that's, two, no, that's eight weeks right that's, so you've yeah, lost and yeah. now your county final still hasn't been played and this weekend yeah it's this weekend yeah, yeah. and there's been eight weeks unaccounted for what was going on there so just to go back to April for a start I mean um, so Mayo would have fairly would, would have been one of the counties that tried to implement the April for clubs for a start because even though Mayo were out against Galway in early May they threw a championship game in the first weekend of April and I think we had three league games and only one of those league games the county players weren't involved so for a start Mayo made every effort to get on board with the April, April for clubs, clubs yeah. and, not, and not a lot of counties did that but anyway so just so we had the first round of the championship in the first weekend of April so Mayo went out in the last weekend of June so after that the first couple of weekends in July there was a couple of league games that have been scheduled in mm-hmm. and they've been penciled in the calendar anyway the last two weeks in the last week in July and the first week in August it could be the last two weeks in July the last few years they've been always set aside in the for calendar holidays. for players to go on holidays so that, that was in the calendar already and then after I suppose they could have moved the championship back the championship dates were we were told our championship dates in advance this year we knew we'd be playing first weekend in April and we knew we'd be playing the last weekend in August and that was based on Mayo getting to the Super, Super 8s and it had been yeah. planned in advance so after you could say that maybe the championship could have been moved um, after Mayo got knocked out to the first weekend after the holiday but then I then you'd be, yeah, but then we had a couple of league games then and then the champ- to be fair the championship has run off fairly fairly smoothly since then and this year why it's a bit why it might be the same weekend as last year is that last year there was a championship game every single weekend and because of that when there was a replay there was a lot of replays on Wednesdays whereas Castle Bar and Ballantover uh, last weekend for example were able to play their replay on Saturday because there was two weeks between the semi-final and the final okay. and that was based on previous years where teams have had to play replays on Wednesdays in, so that's in, Mayo's situation yeah, in Mayo's defence they would have thought they were in the Super 8s and players would have made plans based on the mm. dates they were given at the start of the year and Arrogant. I suppose if they, ch- if, they, <laughs> if they did change them Conan would be up in everyone would be up in arms saying well this is a disgrace you're yeah, sticking yeah. to the dates yeah. you gave us so uh, Conor has won me back over on, on, <laughs> on yeah is, it, is this one more of a provincial issue though like you know you can see why like Derry and Mayo and everybody would hold off playing their championship to time it to go into their provinces then. that's a thing as well you, know, you don't want to 
Finishing in eight weeks to go until the provincial championship. That's a huge issue as well, Conan, because there's no point in running yours off and having it done the first of September, yeah. mm. and then having your county champions having to wait till Dublin's isn't even over yet. Yeah. Westmeads isn't over yet. Kildare's isn't over yet. So what's the point? Your yeah. your yeah. county champions lose all their momentum. So either it's either this is the this is the issue I have. So this this uh, July the eighth. Where's the motivation for these counties to finish them when they know that they'll end up that Dublin's going to hold up the yeah. whole thing anyways? So my solution is to finish intercounty at the end of July and start every single county championship at the same at the same weekend yeah. or at least within a weekend of yeah. each other. So they all run off. Yeah. And then when we hit club season here on the podcast, we're hitting you know the whole lot together at the same time rather than the kind of dribs and drabs that they're doing. And I think that's clearly the solution and what's happening here isn't the solution. Yeah, they actually made the season longer because it started in December with the O'Byrne Cup because they tried to get that out of the way early because it started in January. The solution has not, it's failed miserably and this was flagged last July. Why did Duffy not ring us? (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? Like anyone, any logical thinker will tell you that that this will, this has, will not work. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you can't throw out the July thing. You have to work off the end date, which is Dublin and Tyrone. And everybody else is going to be stuck by when they finish mm, theirs. Yeah. So yeah. like, this is where the issues are arising. So we just started earlier and it ends at the same time with the provincial finals in December anyway. So it's just a full 12 months now instead of 11 months. <laughs> it's a longer <laughs> season. In hurling, um, Clare, Limerick, Tipperary and Offaly are running later in 2017. Offaly and Tipperary's involvement in the hurling championship was over by June the third and the tenth again like I mean it's easy give out about this and you know what's their motivation again because Offaly and Tipperary County Champions are going to have to play who in Leinster like who in Leinster or Galway for example who are well Galway well uh, Tipperary are going to have to play the Limerick Champions at some stage and they're only a county semi-final stage so it's not an e- it's not an easy fix under it's not easy just to complain even though I started out giving out about it yeah. <coughs> about the July the 8th when that's actually not the reality of it right yeah. it gets further complicated as well when you take into dual counties and football championships and with with hurling championships and stuff you hear ridiculous stories of I think Tipperary is particularly bad they often have did they play a game on Stevens there or close enough around the Christmas there uh, Tipperary the is a basket case yeah you know so yeah, um, some sort of kind of centralised thing that you were talking about where every championship starts at the same time sounds like the best solution yeah. but and isn't it the Waterford one always the Waterford one's gas they run after hurling really fast so that they can hit the they can hit the Munster hurling championship dead and the football yeah. was over that they're like sorry lads you're not in the Munster Club this year <laughs> right Stephen Rochford uh, Connor what the hell's going on here like I mean nobody seems to know the exact truth to this is that there's a lot of strong rumours Highland Radio have it and that's the gospel according to Highland Radio up there um, that Rochford is going to be announced as part of Declan Bonner so Carl Lacey has stepped down um, away from that I was a little bit suspicious about someone who leaves a county set up after a year yeah. you know, I always think why are they leaving if they're committed to this if they're not committing for a year maybe things aren't as good as what he hoped I, I always think it's a strange one unless there's something really some really big reason but Rochford could go in there now Rochford wouldn't have been the coach Rochford would have had coaches with Mayo would he or would he have done well, he coaching? would have coaches with Mayo he would have done he, coaching himself uh, or as well yeah he would have coached before I mean he was involved in various uh, Mayo underage setups before he got involved with Carfin. and yeah okay. and so he's, he enjoys the coaching oh side yeah and with Carfin, he obviously would have coached to a large degree as yeah. well as well as being the manager so he has that in him but I'm just surprised that he 
uh, went from being a manager for three years and then back into a coaching. If yeah. if, he, if if it is true, and by, maybe, by all accounts, yeah, it maybe is. he's a little, little, a bit like Davy Fitz, stung by the the way he had to leave. Yeah, and it's a little bit. I'll show them, and just wants to get back in. You know that kind of yeah. way. It looks. Uh, Gall is a bloody attractive job for anybody to coach. No, it definitely is. I, I was just surprised by a couple of things. I was surprised by because he was linked with the Roscommon job, and he said he kind of dismissed interest in that fairly quickly. So I took that to read as well. Team Rochford has had three years in with Mayo. It's been fairly intensive. He's going to step away for a while. He did signal the fact that he'd be interested in coming back on board again, but I didn't expect it to be this quickly, and I didn't expect it to be in a coaching role. And plus, the Donegal thing, just purely from a logistical point of view... Um, how, how far are we talking? Well, like I think I'm pretty sure Stephen Rochford is based in Ballinroe, which would be in the South of Mayo, and depending on where Donegal are training, like it'd be two hours to... be close on two hours from where I am to Letterkenny. And that's that's like fairly south of, of Donegal. Right. So if they're training up north, it'd be a fairly long uh, trek. It would be they would train a little further south than Letterkenny. Okay, yeah. So like yeah, that that, that might suit them. But uh, yeah, young family, um, fairly fairly decent job as well, from what I heard. So just a full time job, like not full time job. Yeah. yeah so I just, I just surprised about that from a logistical point of view. But uh, as you said, it's a, it's an attractive. Um, it, it definitely is an attractive role. And just on like Declan Bonner, the last couple of years seems to be trying to move. Donegal away from their traditional hand yeah. passing style and Stephen Rochford as you would have def- well you would have seen with Mayo but definitely with Cara Finn is, is very much of the kind of the, like a kicking a kicking philosophy and kicking I style would love to, I would love so, to see for, as an outsider as a neutral I'd love to see Stephen Rochford coaching Donegal yeah, because they yeah. have serious potential definitely. on a kick passing game with some of the, the footballers they have and long range point kickers mm. and then the, the two men Murphy and McBrearty inside it would be fantastic as long as Rochester doesn't play Michael Murphy full back like I mean <laughs> depending <laughs> on Mark Aiden O'Shea wouldn't that be a classic <laughs> right. I've seen it it works <laughs> <laughs> this worked once lads um, Darren O'Sullivan retired so um, during the week so like I mean they're dropping like flies there all the kind of uh, all Ireland winners really and he's top class player top class kind of forward running onto the ball really uh, versatile forward could play literally anywhere in the forwards probably it's hard to know whether he was better playing centre half forward bursting onto the play unbelievable man to score goals or whether in the full forward line bursting out because like I mean the speed of him was just unbelievable but he's one of a very small select few that have come out of minor and played for the seniors the following year which like I mean that's hard to do in any county never mind Kerry mm. in or around that era so he captained him to 2009 when you think of Darren O'Sullivan you never really think all Ireland winning captain do you well I don't, maybe is that just me I don't really yeah. I don't know I just don't put him as the as the would he have been captain of the divisional side that, that year that yeah, he was Kerry, captain Kerry that was still it, yeah. have that, have that uh, but he was on the team in 09 he was corner yeah, forward yeah. on it and he was on it in 08 as well like I mean a, a, a lightning fast player like I mean he could still continue on playing but I think maybe he might think that the 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 kind of wheel is turning a little bit towards these young lads and when that kind of happens even if you're playing really well as an old fella you might yeah. not be getting the start I, I just wonder about the timing because Peter Keane has confirmed like Peter Keane is confirmed in the job so all the Donica Walsh and, and Kieran Donny would have kind of went before they would yeah. have said like you know I'm not going to give Peter Keane the what option you, to what have this chat to say here, I'm, just, I'm just wondering like has, <laughs> did, 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 did Peter Keane and Darren O'Sullivan have a chat about next year and he realised <laughs> that he's not going to be involved as much as he wanted and then he decided to step away he's 32 I think he's still plenty left in 
and sank. It's still plenty. Or, like, well, I was thinking maybe there in the sun goes, Peter Kay, you know, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that story you told with Leash where the manager's giving his first talk and it's like, if you don't want to be here, you can leave now. <laughs> Darren Sullivan's chair just slides back. Uh, I'll never forget that, Liam Karen's first year and he's <laughs> outlining all the strength and conditioning. Is anybody doesn't want this now? This one lad from Greg Cullen just never came back. <laughs> <laughs> never but to be seen again. His goal against Limerick, obviously, will be live long in the memory the back heeled one like I mean it, but he was a brilliant man to score goals and he was a man of the Stephen MacDonald we talk about this a lot Conor so I don't know what you're like Conor do you ever get a glimpse of a goal um, when you're playing club football but me and Conor when we try to do what Stevie tells us to do which is to blast it as hard as <laughs> we can yeah, yeah, yeah. we tend to blast it straight at the goalie whereas, Same as, yeah. <laughs> but Darren O'Sullivan has this Stevie MacDonald brilliance where he's blasting it yeah. but it seems to go away from the goalkeeper <laughs> but maybe he's blasting I don't know Stevie MacDonald blasted at the goalie and it goes either side <laughs> we blasted at the goalie and he comfortably saves it <laughs> <laughs> I, was chat- I was back home a couple of weeks ago and I was chatting to our best player back there and I was like going through this again I was like I keep blasting it and it's not working and he sort of looked at me when you blasted it and I was like Stephen McDonald told me to blast it and he said would you not just pick a spot and blast it there and I was like oh that makes more sense <laughs> so you mean blast it into the corner Stevie McDonald specifically said to blast it at the goalie and yeah, it'll come off your boot either side and look at me he's better than he realises probably I think yeah. so I think so anyways but listen another bit of news down in Kerry is that Mark O'Connor got a rap on the wrist remember I said to you Monday morning Conan where's Mark O'Connor and that dingle team mm. and he wasn't on it and uh, as it turns out um, he played for Dingle in the previous game uh, without G Long's permission and they gave him a slap on the wrists and it was a breach of contract so he wasn't able to play in the county semi-final then so that's the kind of way it worked and like I mean I thought uh, Zach too he had kind of grown out of coming home with Port Leash but obviously since he's gone to Geelong he played with Port Leash when he was with Carlton who mm. obviously didn't have as, as kind of strict um, contracts and allowed players play when they came back so it's O'Connor and O'Connor would have got away with an all only the big Egypt goes and gets a black card and made a, f- <laughs> and made a few headlines yeah, yeah. like he was away yeah. like I mean I'd say players come home and play under the radar all the time but O'Connor got the black card got in a row with uh, Kieran Donaghy what was he thinking <laughs> and G-Long found out about it and there he goes Mark isn't playing with Dingle anymore so that's probably that yeah there was a lot of people sort of giving out about G-Long and I'm sort of thinking jeez they're paying the man thousands yeah. like, you ah, know yeah, if he gets yeah. injured playing there you know, it's, oh, it's a no-brainer yeah. for G-Long like the guy who just came out I know he was riddled with injuries anyway Kieran Byrne came back from Louth yeah. as well he broke his ankle didn't he in the Jeez. playing in the intermediate final Did so he? he's retired anyway from he's come back he's, he's, he's quit Australia Yeah, but, but it just shows how easy it could happen mm, like. yeah no definitely so like I mean we can't blame too much on G-Long and O'Connor try it next year Mark just play a little bit under the radar don't be, don't be going crazy um, another one here lads was and this is a bit of a bugbear of mine so Anthony Rainbow nobody wants to manage Roscommon right so Anthony Rainbow has emerged as a leading candidate to fill the vacant Roscommon senior post. So, like, I'd have a lot of time for Anthony Rainbow as a player, but he managed Carlo, didn't do much, took over Ballyboden St. Enders and hasn't done much, and they're all Ireland defending champions. I'm just wondering on what evidence do some of these lads, this really is the managerial merry-go-round, isn't it? Like, I yeah. mean, and see Niall Carew thrown into the mix on it. Like, what's Niall yeah. Carew done at senior level? Now, I knew he managed Sligo and, like, I mean, what relatively you're going to do, but it's not like he brought them out of Division 4 up to Division 2 and, like, this lad is a really good, looks like to be a really good manager. It's just been kind of done uh, all right. 
But once you get into one job, yeah. you're constantly in the mix on that interview circuit and you're going to get another job. Yeah. Because I'm sure Roscommon have gone through maybe five of the targets. Nobody seems to want it, even though it's an attractive job. Mm. And now they're down to the maybe Anthony Rainbows, who for me doesn't deserve to manage a county like Roscommon. Division one doesn't have the track record to do it. But he could easily get this job now. Yeah, once you're on, it doesn't matter how you're there. You're just you're on. You're you're yeah. on that short list, and it doesn't matter. Like you, they'll they'll get down to you at some stage. Yeah. and it's the same like in the Premier League as well, and in the Championship over there. And like I remember a great interview with Cal Corey. Remember he went for the Donegal job there against Declan Bonner, and really good club manager, like like amazing record. And uh, he had a good interview, very honest, and he was talking about how he just can't get a job like you know and he was going to Sligo then to sort of that was his big break but he was trying to get a job for years Derry, Tyrone Donegal Antrim like he couldn't get in but he like even though he was doing so well he wasn't on the shortlist he wasn't in he wasn't in the system (laughs) yeah 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 so like I mean that's it computer says Anthony Rainbow's next and (laughs) (laughs) the county secretary is just going down through his stupid list that he did Um, two more before we finish up is I thought this was a surprising one lads Leitrim GEA have gone to New York for a sponsor so JP Clarks in New York has taken over from Bush's Hotel as the Sligo sponsors so that's in Yonkers and it's in McLean Avenue I always thought JP Clark's was actually a Westmead pub maybe it's changed since I was out there um, but anyways just wondering what the hell JP Clark's are getting out of this <laughs> like I mean wh- wh- how does it benefit them in any way it's brilliant that they've obviously uh, sponsored them I'm just wondering what they get back out of it uh, is there a big Leitrim contingent in New York? But they, see, it's a Leitrim pub. They'll drink there anyway. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I was talking yeah. to Paddy McKenna, who's from Leitrim, in the office, and he was saying that Leitrim were going out to play in New York, and there was five thousand went out the last time, and they'll get all of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, how often is that going to happen? Yeah. Like, I mean, and they can't all fit into the they can't all fit into the pub. Is it a thing though that like not what they're getting out of it, but that Leitrim GA kind of just supporting your own? Yeah, yeah and, and they kind of did Leitrim GA needed to look further afield because the like they've been sponsored by the Bush Hotel, isn't it? for years and yeah. years now and we've, we've mentioned it before like their sponsorship the sponsorship they, their sponsorship revenue compared to it's probably yeah. the lowest in the country um, so that, you know they don't the reality is they don't have the likes of AIG and Vodafone kind of banging on their door um, but I, I saw the statement and I, I thought there was um, I think it's Seamus Clark he's the he's the owner of the bar he said something really nice that um, I suppose the bard of Ballycarry put it best when he wrote the savage loves his native shore though rude the soil and chill the air oh, so beautiful. I thought it was read between the lines we're getting nothing out of this lads. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting absolutely nothing back out of this well this is basically maybe this could become a new thing like I mean we know that a lot of counties are going out to New York and having dinner dances and fleecing the rich Irish out there on the dinner dances maybe the next step is to actually get sponsorship out there um, for teams that don't have the ability to actually go out and have those dinner dances and don't have all those all Ireland medals and the Bonner Liston and Pat Spillane or whoever that like Daryl Shea goes out there Leash probably couldn't do that because the I don't know if there's a huge leash population out there and I don't know would me and Ross Munley sell tables <laughs> <laughs> would, would we sell 100 euro tables or I think they're 5 grand tables maybe at these things like you'd be absolutely Bino Huey Emerson might yeah. sell them Joe Higgins Tom Kelly Tom Kelly few, yeah, yeah there might we might sell a few of them anyway you might not get into this no, no, <laughs> I'm grand I'm going I'll do MC <laughs> they're going to need an MC David Clifford has to get a shoulder injury a shoulder 
surgery lads which will rule him out of the league next year just read that there this morning so not only is this fella knocking in 2-4 in his first year at senior football dominating for Kerry now dominating for his club he's doing it all with a shoulder injury <laughs> so like I mean it's uh, scary what level this lad's going to get to and finally Dunshocklin lads this really impressed me so like I mean you see a lot of county boards you see a lot of clubs and they're struggling financially and they can't think of innovative ways to, to raise money and um, have fundraisers Dunshocklin GEA are having a revised uh, rules tournament so they're putting the foot back in football so they're going with a lot of the new rules that are coming in and they've thrown in a couple of their own so players can pick the ball directly off the ground that's in the, the ladies game ball shall travel past the 45 metre line for a kick out sideline balls must travel forward maximum of three consecutive hand passes once the team in possession crosses halfway they cannot pass it back that's their own um, the first one is, uh, is their own as well a player may mark the ball a player may mark the ball this is the inside. offensive mark is this only it's closer you oh. can kick it from 15 metres instead of 25 alright oh, offensive mark so this is the woolly one number 6 and then uh, 13 aside which is their own one as well so entry fee is 100 euros per team so it's a tournament and the prize of 500 euro voucher so this all profits from this day goes to the Sean Cox Support Fund, which is a really, really good gesture from Dunshocklin GA because we know that he's done buying uh, official, not even Dunshocklin. So, brilliant idea. Uh, I actually would like to go to this just, <laughs> just purely to see how some, how this game, how all these games are going to go. I don't like the picking off the ground rule. <laughs> yeah. Don't like it. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah, well we might see inter-county teams rock up. This might be their only chance before the national <laughs> league to actually try out these rules. <laughs> Love Jim Gavin and the Doves. Well. Uh, uh, we just wonder, wonder if we could enter your tournament. Don't right. are a very good team. <laughs> Expecting a really tough challenge. Then. These new rules, you never know. Yeah. Right, we'll be back with Maddie Ford. When your legs don't work like they used to before. I was actually coming home on Saturday morning and I had the podcast on from Newbridge all night and that, that helps the journey to be honest if, I'm, if I've ran out of Ed Sheeran songs depends on mood I'm in Ed's good for uh, if you're in a sappy mood Ed's good to sing along to you and then if you're in a GA head mood which I am probably most of the week then I turn these boys on Darling I will be loving you All right, Killinearan plays Shalmaliers in the replay of the county final on Saturday. And Amanda scored 1-6 in the drawn game. Maddie Ford, Wexford legend Maddie Ford, who's now 39 and is scoring 1-6, 1-4 from play. Maddie, how does a 39-year-old do this? Um, you know, a lot of help from your teammates, I suppose. Only is the, is the best answer. Um, no, look, it was, a really, it was a really good open game of football. Um, Shalmaliers have been playing like that all year and we've been putting up fairly high scores as well between the immediate championship last year and senior this year so you know the two teams you know pleasantly on the eye I think just went for it and tried to outscore each other rather than any defensive stuff so no look when you get one-on-ones um, it is going to help and, and the goal was the goal was set up for me which I just had to finish off um, so look at it it's just I've kept myself in fairly good shape I got back into fairly good shape after a couple of years and 
know, just enjoying playing and you know, as I said it was a quite an open game so that allowed for plenty of chances to both ends. Yeah, the great thing about Wexford TV is that most people will have seen the highlights of the game. I think most counties have that now and it's great. We got to see all the scores. So it was vintage Matty Ford. Like, I mean, it was scores off the right and the left and score your last score which you're back completely on the goals and it's just pure instinct kind of knew where you were in the field and swung it over. So the accuracy hasn't left you. You might have slowed down a little bit although there wasn't too much evidence of that but the accuracy will be will always be there I suppose well I slowed down a lot unfortunately but <laughs> no look at I still I still probably train as much or maybe more than I than I ever have and and you know it, it, it's no um, you know it's no I suppose secret uh, you know the more practice you do and particularly proper practice um, you know it does help as I think it was what the Jack Nicholas says um, you know the, the more I practice the luckier I guess and, <laughs> you know, I think that's that's certainly the truth um, you know it's still stuff I do on my own at training or before training or even go to field on my own and you know, thankfully it paid off. Now look at while we didn't finish the job, look we're still there and you know, we still have a chance on Saturday. And what what's the feeling been like then with the team all this week? Because you were three points up with three minutes to go and it's a feeling that got away from me because you're underdogs going into this. Like Kill and Aaron, for me, were always one of the big teams in Wexford, but you slipped, like you mentioned, you you were down intermediate last year, won that and won the Leinster intermediate as well. Yeah, we were relegated in 2014. Look, we were we weren't really going anywhere fast at that stage, and you know that put us back a couple of years. And we had a couple of bad years then in intermediate. We got back up last year, and you know one one Leinster beaten in our semi final. So you know the confidence for us um, brought us back through. But you know we we kind of traditionally over the last 20, you know the Saturday or Sunday last Sunday was the was the 25th anniversary of um, of kind of the, the recovery of playing here when we won intermediate in 92 and then won the senior in 93 so you know we've had a really good record in senior since then um, so we're kind of back up and, and you know looking to compete again and we were we were underdogs going into it definitely but um, I don't know look at the in a, in, a, in a drawn game like that there's probably a hundred things that you could point at say if this had happened or that had happened but we were three points up with ten minutes to go but you know I think if it had went on a couple of minutes longer we possibly could have lost it you know some of our lads um, I think ten of our starting 15 were playing their 12th weekend in a row between hurling the football right so you know that was that was tough on them and I think that's where we kind of caught up on it a little bit at the end so what changed around then obviously like I mean was it you getting back after your back injury in 2014 you got relegated then had some bad years what turned around that you were able to jump back last year and win the intermediate and the Leinster intermediate and now back in the county final um, no look I've, I've been, I have been playing all along uh, probably not really that well or anything but I've been playing all along just um, you know I said we had to, we were relegated and things were going bad at the time in Kyneer and um, we you know we, we, uh, we've amalgamated with a, a very very small club beside us there was two of their players um, started in our team on Sunday and you know it's not six or seven which you know some of the clubs in the county might like you to believe but um, we uh, you know uh, Pat Ford my brother who played with Wexford came in and took the team over last year and, and a couple of other you know, people giving them a hand out and you know we start got going and start getting a bit of momentum and you know that's a that's a strange thing in, in any sport when you get it. it it's very hard to stop it and, you know it's just it's just followed through into this year you know we we we're, we don't play very complicated football lads work very hard for each other and you know we tried to play and you know one of the things we said when we we start training the lads last year was we wanted to try and make sure that they enjoyed it and I think that's that's still coming through at the moment you know that's we've I think that we've only lost one game of the last thirty so. You know, hopefully we can stretch it out to 31 on Saturday. Yeah, maybe. Well, you were saying it was a really open game, but sure, after scoring the 1-4 now, you could have somebody plonked in front of you um, for the replay. 
yeah, very possibly. But um, you know, if it does, that frees up somebody somewhere else for us. And yeah, you know, you you, you change tack then. You know, we, we can't just keep playing the one way the whole time where we we kick the ball an awful lot. You know, you have to be able to carry a bit as well. But look, at, I don't think that last. Sunday's game will have much of a bear and it could be a completely different game this Sunday um, you know you could have Wexford Park if not it's wind and stuff like that it could be very windy down there which really turns into a game or two as we just don't know but no, whatever whatever comes Saturday, we'll we'll uh, we'll try and try and adapt to it. Yeah. So how's your back now? Like, I mean, we all know the story. I'm not going to go into it. Like, I mean, you weren't able to sleep at night. Maybe sleep in 20 minutes. You have to get up in the middle of the night and walk around, and that gave you relief. And you've had operations on it, and like, I mean, it's just been horrific. Like, are you over that now? Uh, are you still playing through the pain barrier? No. Um, thankfully, in the last about. Probably eighteen months. Um, I've got a huge amount of relief. Um, so you know, it's not. It, it look, it is causing kind of a few other problems. And to be honest, I think most of them are due to probably being thirty nine and probably the amount, of, the amount, the length of time after playing with other injuries. Um, but look, it's nothing. I haven't been able to manage. I've hardly. I haven't missed a game in the last couple of years um, through injury. So look, at it's 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 as good now as it has been, and I think that's probably the big one of the main reasons that I'm still playing and, and even more so even still enjoying playing Yeah, how did you fix it then? What, what was it? Was it just rest in the end? You were overdoing it? On, you never gave it a chance to get right? Or how did it, how did you get it back right? Possibly a little bit of that I think one thing and I, I kind of never considered at the time I, I, I used to play an awful lot of golf and kind of never really stopped and you know, through other circumstances work and stuff I haven't played probably any in the last two to two and a half years and it's kind of only in the last while it's sank home with me the sense of stop playing, you know, has definitely been a huge factor in it. Right. Um, so I look at it, I still I still do an awful lot of, of core work and stuff like that to try and improve it. Um, but you know, I, I think it's probably a combination of things that that have uh, have helped it come back to to something near near normality for me. Right. That's interesting because, like, I mean, if you gave up the golf then when you were thirty one, we might have got a few more years out of you with Wexford. <laughs> Um, I don't know about that. that it was it was pretty bad that time when I when I did retire. I was in, in an awful lot of pain. Um, you know, the morning after training and our matches rang like that, it was it really was a, a struggle to get out of bed. Um, so like, I'd, look at it, it definitely wouldn't have done any harm. But I think it's just uh, over time it has healed better, and I've looked after it better and worked on it. But I'd say definitely not golfing on it is, is definitely not doing it any harm either. right that's an interesting one so you went into management then when you finished playing you were in as a selector and a coach under David Power um, yeah. you know you enjoyed a bit of coaching like, cause I, mean, I suppose Wexford are the one county from what I've seen that didn't really fall into the real defensive systems I often talk on the podcast here of Stephen O'Neill a brilliant forward like yourself coaching Tyrone and I'm wondering what can he how can he coach them when they only leave one forward up there so at least like you might have had a bit of an influence to maybe play more of an attacking brand or maybe that kind of style of football was difficult to be successful during that period of time yeah I was, uh, David had asked me to come in and I, I, initially it was at maybe a session a week or something like that but these are the kind of things and he's the kind of fella that you know gets you involved very quick and ends up obviously just in full time and kind of looking after the forwards but you know there's so many things going on in an inter-county training session now between physical training and stuff like that it's very hard getting enough time with lads but I think we've always tried to play football in Wexford as as, as it should be played um, you know with attacking and trying to outscore things but maybe stupidly on occasions um, but like we're, we're you know I've said Wexford aren't going to win all Ireland every year and it's about having the lads there and trying to get them to enjoy playing and I think lads enjoy playing attacking football I've seen them you know a year or two after we were finished, I think it would have been two years ago, um, in a league final against Westmead where we had maybe two or three of our full forward line playing as sweepers in the half back line and 
you know, the look look to me the look like they just did not want to be there and you know, I think West Mead the same they gave the Wexford an awful beat and I think we scored about maybe eight or ten points. So you know, you're not gonna win a match scoring eight or ten. You might lose a scoring fifteen or sixteen, but at least you're having a go and uh that was kind of our our uh, philosophy on, on playing. Yeah, no, in fairness, and that's that was kind of philosophy of all teams back when we were kind of play, playing. Yeah. But like, I mean, it moved away from that. So, like, I mean, Adrian Flynn tweeted. Uh, I don't know, was this a dig at David Power or what part of the management? He tweeted, "If if we had anyone over us uh, and decent training, we'd be in the Leinster final." This was after you lost in the Leinster in the Leinster Championship. I'm just wondering, like, you would have played with Adrian, so I presume that wasn't uh, aimed at your coaching methods. To be honest, I don't know. It, 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 it may well have been. Um, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't. The honest answer is I don't know. Adrian, Adrian and, and I, one time with him, Adrian has a uh, is a fond of tennis, as we say, and a lot of times maybe tweeted one or two things that I possibly shouldn't have. And I think that same tweet could have been deleted. I'm not sure. Right. But, uh, and, and I think it could have been sent in the early hours of some morning. Well. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like that. Your mobile phone, the text messages are always a good idea at the time. But you know, when you, with, with the benefit of hindsight, maybe they're, they're not the they're not the best either. Okay, fair enough. Come here. So, wh- where's Wexford football at now then? Because obviously you're a very strong team. In around the time when I was playing, you got to Leinster finals, All Ireland semi final. Like I mean, it's it seems seems to me from looking on the outside, it's on the slide for a while. And I saw your comments about the way the minor footballers were treated, and like I mean, that's not good enough. And you know, like I mean, is there enough um, investment put into the footballers in Wexford? Are are they going to come back at all, or does anybody care? To be honest, coming back, the coming back question looks to me looks a long way off. Look, uh, we, we have we have good counsel. And we've St. Peter's, who, who historically are two of the strongest colleges in Leinster football over a long, long period of time. But, you know, these lads that, that play with the likes of those also play hurling for, for their equivalent. Um, but, like, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, we're not putting as much into underage football or haven't been over the last number of years. Maybe it's starting now. I know Anthony Masters is kind of, kind of the, the, the game's development officer here, and he has really started to, to turn things around. But, like, that's that's not something that's going to affect the senior team in a year or two. You know, you're talking about probably 10 years yeah. to be more realistic, and he is doing a very, very good job. Um, but it's probably going to take that long. You know, you're 100% right. We have really slipped back to kind of beyond recognition where. You know, won one game in Division Three last year, and I, I, I said at the start of last year it was going to be a very tough division, uh, even to stay. And, and it turned out with six, six defeats in a row before we got a defeat again. Our man home the last day, but you know it was it was way too late at this stage. And then you know a, a really disappointing uh, championship campaign as well. So you know we're we're a long, long way off where we were. Uh, I suppose when we were playing each other back in the in the late 90s early 2000s you know when, when we were we were very competitive yeah no exactly so so when you made the comments about the minors and you said you're walking away from Wexford football and you're just going to concentrate on the club like did that rattle a few cages in Wexford did you hear anything back from the county board you know did, did, they, did they act on you being such a high profile player in Wexford saying that no I don't think so and you know I don't really think I don't I think some of the county board went on went on the hockey radio to say that all what I had said wasn't the case. Um, you know, I didn't. The, the radio asked me to come on and and you know say my piece. I said, "Oh, look at it. I'm done with it. I've I've been there. I've seen it, and I've I've had enough of it. And uh, I, that that's exactly where I stand. And I won't be at. You know, I'll, I'm happy enough to, to to plug away with Kyle Neer, whether it's on stage at some stage or maybe with the seniors again at some stage or whatever. But you know, I won't be I won't be involved with with Wexford again in a in a hurry. Right, unless unless what hap- unless what happens. Um, I suppose look at realistically, we have to have to start taking football seriously. And I said, you know, Anthony going in there is is a, is a 
very much a step in the right direction and uh, you know we are starting to make strides but they're only very very minor ones and they're only at a, at a very low level at, at, at underage but look that's where it has to start and it's not a thing that it's going to happen or work over the space of two or three years this is going to be something that we need for ten years um, at least ongoing before we can start making progress at things again because look we all know that they um, I suppose what it takes to, to to be an inter-county footballer now with senior level, you know, it's, it's an awful lot of tough going and sacrifice and stuff like that. And you know, playing for a Wexford or a Wicklow or a Leitrim at the moment is not exactly something that I, you're going to put your life on hold for for eight nine months of the year. You know, for what's what's to be got out of it currently. Yeah, no, no, and that's exactly it. So, would you you be in favour of the two tier system that that's been kind of proposed? John Horan, the president, is is one in favour of this. Um, Wexford could potentially win a Division Two All Ireland title, parade it down, you know, through the towns, and then be in the Division One All Ireland Championship the following year. To be honest, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been in favour, but I think it's coming more and more into light. You know, there's look at there's there's. 10, 12, 14, 16, 20 teams that just can't compete with the Dublins and the Kerrys and the Tyrones. Um, and as I said, you know, it's, a, it's tough enough going, you know, training eight, nine months of the year to go, you know, get a hammer in a, in a qualifier or something like that. You know, you're definitely better possibly playing more games and competing with teams at your own level. I know in, in, in a, just a small, a small part of that, we in Wexford kind of improved back in the, in the, late 90s early 2000s by getting promotion up through a couple of divisions and, and progressively trying to compete with teams or Bairdness and you know I think we did and I think that's where we, we got to and we were able to compete with them eventually but you know if we had a went kind of from Division 4 trying to play the likes of Dublin and Kerry and you know Tyrone every week we weren't going anywhere but yeah. you know because we gradually we gradually I think improved through the divisions in the league and that's another thing but like, not every team can do that either um, you know it's, it's it, it, it seems to be coming just kind of more obvious that we nearly have to have a two-tier championship. Yeah, and even Killen Aaron this year are perfect examples that you dropped down a level, won it, did really well and then land back up to senior with a load of confidence and are a different team than what you would have been, you know, that before you dropped down to intermediate. Like, I mean, the, 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 the blueprint is there at club level and for some reason everyone's yeah. against it at inter-county level. Yeah, I think so. Um as I said, you know, you just you gain confidence in victories. There's no, there's no secret. No, it took us. I think it took me three, maybe four seasons playing with Exeter and I started to get out of Division Four. You know, we got to the final hurdle two or three times and ended up keep getting beaten and getting beaten. And you know, eventually when we got there, this just you know, confidence spread. And you know, once once you can get guys winning, you're prepared to get guys to do more and work harder and and, and do more stuff. And I think it's. it's Something similar happened with us last year, but you know we're in, in Wexford. I don't know what it's like around the counties. I know a lot of the teams that we played in Leinster last year in particular have struggled in their own domestic championships this year. But um, you know we we managed to go straight to the final. But we're the third team in four years in Wexford that afternoon. That and you know if we did happen to win, we'd be the second in four years to have actually won it coming straight from intermediate. So you know I think that's possibly more of a reflection on Wexford as well. That you know the top couple of teams in intermediate. Um, can compete in senior and it's obviously look at well it's a really I think it's an interesting championship it's really close I think if any two of about 10 teams were in that county final last weekend it wouldn't be a huge surprise but I think it's more of an open championship than a really competitive or it's more competitive sorry than, than really high quality right okay. um, but look at that that's, a, that's one for a different day no it is come here two quick ones before you go there's a Maddie Ford under 17 tournament where did that come about that must be a, a, a nice uh, feeling to have a tournament named after you um, I'm not really sure to be honest I know I think it originated in, with the Wexford County Board and I think that was rang and asked could it be called after me and I said 
was kind of the apprehension. I thought I had to be dead to have a call that week, to be <laughs> I mean, You know, but, uh, I was thinking the same thing myself just usually. <laughs> I was just wondering, do they know something that I don't? But, um, you know, I think it's changed now. I think that tournament has actually gone. I was actually, I could have been under 16 maybe. I think it's actually a, a local tournament now uh, within Wexford for, I think, under 14 and a half or 15 or something like that. It's actually ran by Anthony. He's actually done a very good job on it this year. But, no, as I said, I wasn't, I wasn't too sure about it at the start. That uh, I thought I had to be deceased, maybe they had a call last year, but look at us there now, and anyway, so went around for a while. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever have that done for me in leash somehow or another. Come here, the, we, compla- we were complaining here at the start of the show about the Dublin County final being fixed for the bank holiday Monday, kind of lousy on the players, and they might have to take a day off the next day on the Tuesday, maybe to celebrate the winning team. You're at 3.45 on a Saturday, which is absolutely great for players I'm sure um, maybe not so great for supporters but like I mean you'll take that Saturday throw in Yeah absolutely look at if the, the senior hurling final and I think the intermediate hurling final are on on Sunday so um, it was probably always going to be Saturday uh, you know, there's, it, the winners of our game whoever comes through have club championship the following weekend um, so look at that's probably a, a consideration as well I know in 2008 we won the championship on you know, we went to the All-Ireland semi-final here with Wexford so the championship was obviously delayed but we won the, the county final on a Saturday and we're supposed to play Navin O'Mahony's on Sunday in the club championship which was look it was never going to happen we had four or five guys well into their 30s playing so look this is a first anyway it's a far better alternative um, you know I don't think it's a thing that, that look we'll play it Saturday because you know, it might suit the players a bit better it's kind of a case of having to but you know I, w- I wouldn't fancy playing a, a county final for a senior football county final on a bank holiday Monday you know not only is, as you said, the days after and stuff like that, I have to take days off work, but it's just waiting around all weekend for it as well. I've kind of waiting all season, and it's, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's not very player friendly at all, shall we say. No, definitely not. Come here, Maddie, you've taken up enough of your time. Thanks very much for taking the call. Not at all. As if I heard something on, on, on off the ball the other evening with yourself that I hit you there at some stage uh, <laughs> back in the, in the early 2000s. And the worst part of all of them is that I can't actually remember it. You can't um, remember it? I can't remember it. And, you know, I'm saying there's, there's one of the people probably listening to you every day of the week say that, Jesus, you know, I'd love to have got a slap at him, but I, I think I actually did, and I can't remember it, so I'm devastated. <laughs> I think it was at the end of a match in 2000, would it be 2000 and five or six I can't remember it was at the very end of a game we beat G one year and then you beat us the following year maybe it was 2006 and 2007 or 7 and 8 I can't really remember but it was at the yeah, end of the game anyway look if you if you can't remember and it wasn't on off the ball I don't work on off the ball anymore it was on this <laughs> pile <laughs> well this is big, this is a big disappointment I was going to mention it uh, to you in the interview here but then I went maybe he doesn't remember so I won't but you've, you've uh, brought it up anyways no, well, I'm hoping maybe there's footage, there's footage um, uh, arising from lots of different stuff at the moment. There's any bit of footage that, that arises. I'd like to see it. It doesn't sound like you to be slagging anyone off, so I'd say, I'd say it didn't happen at all. <laughs> I'll ask Artie for the footage and I'll ring you back, right? When I have some evidence of this after happening. Please do, yeah. Come here. Love, Thanks a lot, Maddie. Talk to you. Good to talk to you. Good luck. Come here, I want you to talk us through the goal you scored in the county final after 15 seconds. I want you to tell me when you had goal on your mind. Yeah, you probably had a few 15 seconds experiences yourself. <laughs> buddy. Uh, 
Alright, county final time, lads, and we'll start with Mayo, Connor, because that's on Saturday. We've got a Saturday night, we're complaining about Dublin being on the Monday night. So Saturday night in McHale Park at 8 o'clock, bit of a late one yeah, for county yeah. final. So Ballantubber 10 to 11, briefly 6 to 5. Oh, that was the other way around. So I think, yeah, Ballantubber favourites 10 to 11, but this is almost even money mm. game. I would have thought briefly would have been bigger outsiders. Ballantubber have won three county titles, 2010, 11 and 14. Briefly have never won it. They've lost finals in 2013 and 15. So whatever happens, this is going to be... There'll be bonfires in Ballantubber or yeah. in Briefy, especially yeah. Briefy. I'd love to see Briefy winning it. Yeah, they're both kind of um, new kind of nearly superpowers in Mayo football. Like both of them would have been intermediate up until, let's say, James Horne took over Ballantubber late around 2006 2007 they've been senior since and they've won three county finals and Brafey since obviously the O'Shea is coming up and that was part of a big like a really good underage setup in Brafey so they've become really kind of big players on the in Mayo the last few years too but uh, I don't know I I just think everything that's gone on with Ballantubber the last couple of weeks just the manner in which they beat Mitchells yeah, you know extra time twice and having to you know score with nearly in the last minute and then Jeremy O'Connor putting the block in in the last in you know basically the last kick of the game then doing that ridiculous gymnastics yeah. afterwards um, I just think unless they're kind of unless the exertions of those few weeks have taken their toll I think the momentum that has kind of brought them this far I, I think they'll be too good like there's are they a stronger team on paper I, there's very little in it there's very little no, I, I would say there's very little in it yeah um, they are they are pretty strong I mean obviously the two O'Connors and, and the two O'Connors playing well um, Alan Dillon still playing well and, and Ballantubber have a very kind of uh, outside of that that a couple of lads would have been close to the county setup Jason Gibbons Michael Plunkett would have been on the under 21 All-Ireland winning team some really good players that really good club players that you haven't necessarily seen on the county team yeah. yet but Brafie the exact same so they have a really strong cohort of actual inter-county players so Brafie have the O'Shea's uh, Ballantubber have the O'Connor's but after that they're very strong beyond that um, but yeah that's it I'd like, there's very little in it I, 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 would have, I would have expected it to be even money both sides but it's just, it's just the pure momentum from the Castlebar games that I'm tipping um, Ballantubber to go, go over the line alright so they're slight favourites so Wexford Championship like we were talking to Matty Ford there's a 3.45 in Wexford Park um, Shell Maliers are 8 to 11 favourites Killen Aaron are 7 to 5 outsiders um, on Sunday then you have Ulster Club first round Scottstown versus Derry Gonnelly Scottstown very strong favourites for that that's in Clonus at 2.30 Antrim County Final Cargan versus Cregan uh, never heard of Cregan uh, Cargan are 1-2 to two favourites Cregan 2-1 two to one outsiders Cargan last won it in 2016 John Brennan that John Brennan's that's John, <laughs> well, with, under anymore, them yeah. when they won it Cregan last won it in 1954 haven't been to a final since 1977 go on to Cregan come on <laughs> this is a local derby uh, is it right. oh geez, they're running on each other like on West Antrim just on the, the Derry border like that's that's a massive massive game it's just because they're, they're just such, so close to each other and obviously St. Gauls are the most dominant in Antrim yeah. you see the last like, kick of the game for Cargan to go through to the final everybody on the line free kick oh is that that game yeah. into the roof of the net you know, that's how they got through it's how he beat St. Gauls and got into the final and oh very good so it's kind of it's more open than if Gauls got in anyways right? yeah that's okay. it like um, Carrigan Craigan I'd say everyone in Carrigan are shitting themselves a little bit just because it's Craigan and if you're going to lose a final you don't want to lose it to Craigan oh brilliant <laughs> we'll know? definitely keep our eye out for that yeah. one then on, on Sunday evening so that's at 3.30 then the Armagh Championship final Bally McNabb versus Cross McGlenn that's in at the Athletic Grounds at 4pm Bally McNabb are 7-2 to two outsiders Cross McGlenn are 2-7 to seven. Bally McNabb last in the final in 2011 they lost 222 to 3 points who did they play? 
Cross McGlenn. <laughs> so, yeah, Cross McGlenn, very strong favourites there. Cavan Senior Football Championship Final. Um, Castle Rahan versus Crosser Lock. That's in Kingspan, Breffney Park at 3.30. Once bitten, twice shy, lads. You have to get these <laughs> pronunciations right. So Castle Rahan are 4-9 favourites. Crosser Lock are 12-5 outsiders. Crosser Lock last won in 1972. So this is a huge weight for them. But Castle Rahan have never won it. And they've lost the last three finals in a row. By a point Jesus. in 2015 after a replay in 2016. <laughs> and then were beaten by more. So whoever wins this, lads, we're going to be delighted for them. That's the way it is. I don't know who to cheer for maybe Crosser Lock who've never won it so regardless I keep saying this and this is just without having the time to go into each county final there's huge stories in all these matches lads these are clubs never winning a county final like like, remember when Air Sport did the county final last last year and they were out with Dean Rock before it and they made a big production out of even an hour before the game the build up and all I, maybe I'm living in Cloud Cuckoo Land, but I think way more could be made out of this. This is like Crosser Lock sh- Town could be shut down here. Yeah. Yeah. Get up there and interview a few of the locals and do like build it up. May- then suddenly everybody's talking about it. Like yeah. I mean, it has to be more can be done around all this. This is a way of life in Ireland, and there's yeah. no, it's just hidden away. It is like not that it sounds cheesy, but it is. This is Ireland. Everybody can relate to this yeah. as well. Like so, even if you're not from Crosser Lock, you'll take some sort of pride watching it. Yeah, it's yeah. a way of life. It's and good this job it's had on a Monday night. I hope this final is not <laughs> Monday night. These are all, of the week off. These are all Saturday. So the Derry Senior Football Championship final is in uh, Celtic Park at 3.30 and it's Coleraine 1-2 to two favours versus Lavi Outsiders 2-1 to one. Coleraine won it once in their history and that was in 2010 they lost the 2015 final Lavi last won it in 1993 no doubt Brennan was over that one as well um, yeah. well he yeah. was yeah I was and even making back. a joke about this so Sean Leo McGoldrick I see him and James Keelt have retired uh, today Sean Leo McGoldrick for the second time he retired yeah. a couple of years ago they're obviously all the Lavi boys so like I mean are Coleraine that hot favourite Canon in your eyes? Um, no, I don't think they'll be like mad favourites. I, I, I do think they'll probably just get over the line just because they have five McGoldricks. Like Sean Leo's he's one of the best players Derry have had in many generations. Colin McGoldrick is a guy who doesn't get talked about a lot. He's full forward, never really played in the Derry. He was in the Derry panel a couple of years ago, but sort of left it then early enough. Everybody always wanted him in. He is the most evasive player I've ever seen. You can't get a hand on him. So powerful, so accurate. He's unreal. Like Colerain won the Kilmacud Sevens last year. Like you really? know, it sort of shows the the talent of that sort of spine that they have. Yeah. They beat Kilmacud in the final. It's actually gas. Does did you ever play those Kilmacud Sevens? Yeah. Like I mean the Ulster teams they're lethal they actually pr- properly train yeah. for this and they know like we went up with one year with Port Leash and we had uh, it was as good a team as you're going to get everyone was inter-county everyone was seniorly inter-county for Leash at that time and it was around the time when Leash were in Leinsters this was as good a team on paper and we were killed we weren't using our subs it's like yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, the yeah. minute you get tired you have to run off and someone else run we just kept the first start in seven you know like <laughs> yeah. we just weren't and there's all tactics around it we just went up there like I mean I think we oh we were hammered in our first game I think we ended up beating Ennis Gillen in a game who looked to me they had a really good team on paper with the Brewsters and all but they didn't look to be too slick at yeah. the old sevens but yeah. it was a team down from Cork or something that were just knew how to play it they destroyed us yeah absolutely destroyed us it's a whole 
game within itself. We were playing this game where we were getting hammered by Corofin. I remember, and then you're talking about Ulster teams. There was a side in the, in the next pitch, Belfast team playing with their own team, and it's a mass brawl started. <laughs> like, it's already gone before the mass brawls all started in the last couple of months. That is teams. very, very out of character now. And you're just watching. Why is this happening in the sevens match? Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's everyone's knackered to start off with anyway. But anyway, Lavi have a really good team as well. Really sharp. Like they've got. Niall Toner, who's one of Derry's sharpest corner forwards, he's there. Anthony McGurk's lethal half forward. Colin Murphy's his old sort of baldy small lad, but you know, just knows exactly what he's doing. Just a real gem of a player. And Keenan O'Boyle's obviously been one of Derry's best full forwards for the last few years. So, like, they've got a really good team as well. I remember tipping them to beat Stock Neil in 2015 after really? Stock Neil got to the Ireland final. Oh, and yeah. they did. And Stock Neil came back and got won the championship anyway. But, like, it won't be it won't be as bad as the bookies are suggesting. Yeah, anyway. one to two Paddy Power has it there. When Paddy Power doesn't often get these one wrong. You wonder, actually, when Paddy Power have get the inter-county ones like how they get the information like there's a lot of phone calls being made and who did they ring in the county that they can mm. trust to get these odds because you often find if you're ever going to catch a bookie out you'll catch them in the early stages of the Dublin yeah. Championship maybe yeah. you know you'll get some odds that are, don't seem right um, but in fairness like as usual Paddy Power doesn't usually get it too wrong the Donegal Senior Football Championship final is Guidor versus Nave Connell of Glenties that's in McCool Mac- 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 Park I keep Bally Buffet Bally Buffet Bally Buffet <laughs> 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 trouble with that with Stevie McDonald. We just went Bally Buffet, okay. <laughs> uh, that's at four o'clock. Guido, according to Paddy Power, four to seven favourites, nine to five outsiders, Nave Connell. So, like, I mean, uh, Nave Connell beat Guido in the semi final last year. Guido threw away a six point lead. So, the Guido are coming in this year, four to seven favourites. Nave Connell have been pretty strong in the last ten years. They've won it three times. Um, and Glenties are more of a powerhouse of Donegal football. They have 14 titles, the very same as Unions. If they win it tomorrow, they go out, out on their own with 15 titles. They last won it in 2006, so they're back kind of into the big time um, trying to win it again. Eamon McGee and Kevin Cassidy playing the forwards, lads. So I was looking at this, I think it was in the Donegal Gre- Democrat. Eamon McGee was saying, we identified that we need a good decision makers up there. Me and Kevin aren't going to score five or six points a game or bang in one five. It's about getting ball winners and getting the ball to the right people. We're not blessed with a Michael Murphy or a Paddy McBrearty. We're top heavy with defenders, so I'm happy to spend my last few years up there. So without having seen Guido, I was thinking Eamon McGee was playing wing forward, but going back is, as a or whatever he looks to be playing as an orthodox full, forward. full forward is he at he's, ca- he's wing and Kevin Cassidy's full okay. Kevin Cassidy got a goal in the semi-final but like I mean this is an interesting one just ball winners because the two of them are brilliant football brains and then you've got the likes of Odra McNeilich in midfield you've Keane Mulligan Ma- Michael Carroll who are in and out on the Donegal panel so the boys up front are kind of winning ball and then giving it off to these couple of younger lads or whatever mm-hmm. and like I mean they're, they're playing really well this year Guido running up huge scores so seems to be working for them Kevin Cassidy was always a good striker of the ball as well so you'd imagine that he'd get plenty of plenty of scores as long as the ball came into him but like it might be a cliche as well but just having been defenders themselves they kind of know the, the kind of movement especially like really kind of top class defenders themselves they know the movement that forwards you know they didn't like themselves and they're kind of able to implement that and they yeah, the other I can't the pitch. doubt they're moving too much maybe though, not maybe. maybe they're a bit old now at this stage <laughs> but uh, I, I think 
I, I'm pretty sure that game was on air last year, the Neve Connell uh, Glenties one. It was. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I remember watching that game and Guidor did throw it away. So, um, but I just like Glenties, as you were saying there, won a lot of county titles in recent years, probably since Jim McGuinness took them over. I think, although he's moved on, I think the legacy is still there. I think they kind of still play a lot of very, very defensive, defensive football. So. so that's the thing. Can it, It's going to be maybe a battle of styles. Can Guidor play that kind of kicking game into Cassidy if there's two men in front of him? Who knows? Like, it'd be an interesting game. I would like if that had been on the telly for me that's pr- there's a lot of attractive games I'm not sure which ones are actually on television do you know Conan or Connor which ones are usually it says it on this I'm not sure what uh, TG4 are showing this weekend but that would probably be high up on and my list, list yeah. of the, games the Mayo one would normally be as well but um, they, I think they, it's, they, they're all showing on Mayo JATV so on Mayo JATV again on Saturday night you get the intermediate and the senior final one after the other all so right. uh, I'm not quite sure what's on TG Carr this weekend but, okay. but, well, the, but the Donegal one would definitely be, be one that I'd be watching the one yeah. I'd be most interested in I think yeah Kildare Senior Championship Final is on Newbridge at 3.30 that's a tie who are 17-10 to 10 outsiders playing Moorfield 8-11 to 11. a tie last one in 2011 Good news, Willie. Guidor v Glenties. Get in ah, there. Oh, is that the first one or the third? Please That's don't say deferred. Live coverage. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I, hate, I hate the deferred game. It always hard work to watch yeah. it. I hear the deferred's a good one as well as a, as a hurling man. Uh, Claire Hurling. Cratlow versus oh, yeah. oh, lovely. This Sunday. Great Sunday. <laughs> it's not like work at all. So Moorfield defending champions and Leinster champions, obviously. I have a small fancy for Italian, that one. So that's going to be um, a really good game. Limerick championship final. Adair versus Ballylander in Newcastle West at 3 o'clock Adair 1-2 favourites Ballylanders are 2-1 outsiders Adair won it for the first time last year and now they're 1-2 favourites to do two in a row after winning it for the first time so I'm like, I'd like to know a little bit more about Adair and where they've come from they've won it for the first time again another lovely little story if you want to do it what mm. a picturesque little town Adair yeah. think of the little piece on the 6-1 news as Marty stands in front of the, <laughs> the <laughs> in front of the stone wall of Adair and does a little bit of an intro and then and kind of interview somebody beside a river and <laughs> does his 6-1 piece <laughs> Ballylanders won it in 2014 then we're on to the C- Tyrone final this is Quail Island Coal Island Coal Island versus Killy Clotter in Healy Park at 4 o'clock this is even money pretty much lads this is a repeat of the 2016 final which ended in a draw 113 to 16 points Killy Clotter went on to win the replay 20 points to 6 so blew Coal Island out of the water in the replay so now they have their chance Coal Island is Padraig Hampsey's club who plays in midfield for them so we're keeping your eye out for that one so you can call Ireland kind of revenge that hammering they got in the replay this is a big one in Westmead lads it's the first ever all Mullingar county title and that's one thing we're missing in Port Leash with one club we're missing the Celtic versus Rangers yeah. one town Kildare have it with Newbridge and Sarsfields which is which is a re- or, yeah Newbridge and Sarsfields and Moorfield isn't too far away as well this is the first ever they've never met in they've the never final. met each other in the Jeez. final before so this is Lowman's are going for four in a row Shamrock's last one in 2012 this is Connor Sketch's club so he's uh, he says the town has gone crazy for this one he said <laughs> like without trying to hype it up Derlock Nan is loving it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's definitely another huge one uh, Lomans are the big team obviously John Hessens club Mullingar Shamrocks not as big or not as good as Lomans at the moment but you know this has never happened before so um, definitely keep your eye out for that Loud championship finals on the in the Gaelic grounds at 3.30 Newtown Blues 4-9 to favourites according to Paddy Power playing Nave Martin Nave Martin have never been in a county final before never mind win it so um 
another bit of a story there again I want to know more about Nave Martin and why they, where they've come from like we talked to Matty about killing Aaron and they went down to intermediate and they won the intermediate last year won the Leinster intermediate and now are in the in the senior county final these teams come out of nowhere with a bit of momentum um, so that's going to be a big one Newtown Blues are the huge team in Loud they've 21 titles nearly double um, the next team so in the hurling then we have the Dublin Ch- County Final Ballyboden St. Enders versus Kilmacud Crokes in Parnell Park at 4 on Sunday pretty much even money 11-10 to 10 Ballyboden slight outsiders Kilmacud Crokes after beating Kula 10-11 to 11. and like we said when we talked to Ryan O'Dwyer this is Ryan O'Dwyer playing centre half back first time ever this year and he's going to be marking Conal Keeney and these lads like these are the two of the ultimate competitors in hurling so it'll be worth going to that match just to see that um, that uh, match up then the Clare Championship match this is on the TG4 Ballier I'm surprised here Ballier 11-8 outsiders Cratlow are 8-11 favourites Cratlow have won it a few years ago I think they nearly won the Munster Club actually Podge Collins Conor McGrath all those lads and Ballier is obviously the great Tony Kelly Ballier won it two years ago and won the Munster Club um, lost the All-Ireland Club final uh, pretty much they got to the All-Ireland final yeah they did yeah, um, so it? it was cool that yeah. they beat them well in the final so that was two years ago so Ballier surprising enough to be 8-11 to 11 outsiders in that so that'll be a great game and it's a deferred game Tipperary final is Clan Clanulty Ross Moore Clanulty Ross Moore versus Nina Airog. that's in Semple Stadium at 3.30 Clanulty Ross Moore are 9-4 outsiders Airog who beat Turles Sarsfields who were going for five in a row they're two to five favourites and then in Wexford um, the hurling final so we've St Martin's four to nine favourites to beat Conor McDonald's Nave Aina and that's in Wexford Park at 3.15 there we are lads what a weekend what a weekend <laughs> What a weekend. Where will we send Marty? That's what I want to know. There's so many stories there. But anyways, we'll be back on Monday and we'll take a look at whatever we think is the big one. I have a fancy for Guido this weekend, lads. I think it is. And then obviously there's the, the clubs that are in their first finals and looking to win it for the first time. So that's fantastic news for them as well. And we'll bring you all the news from all those on Monday. So we'll talk to you then. Oh, good luck to our viewers on YouTube. I forgot to welcome you, but uh, that's my fault. <laughs> talk to you then. Good luck. Yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. That these fellas will get such a f-ing shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their f-ing houses for f-ing 10 years. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.